Welcome to Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic for the Future. My name is George Ortega. This is episode number 27. We're recording it on Wednesday, August 12th, 2020 at 4.55 p.m. Eastern Time. So, all right. I, I think our last episode was a, was a kind of... Um, yeah, a milestone in, in a way. It, it, it basically kind of like got me to remember that um, what's going to happen in terms of um, preventing future pandemics through transitioning from farming animals to cellular agriculture, it's going to happen because it has to happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if, if our, if our, humanity for our human population is so dense so evil that uh that they refuse to make this change that you refuse to make this change we're part of the 98 percent of people who are who are complicit in this then then i suppose we deserve you know um whatever fate might be uh, awaiting us you know which of course would, would include climate change and uh lot of other things so like and 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 again you know i mean i i am optimistic about this i believe that you will get it i believe that you know right now you're not focused on this because you know too much is going on a lot of some of you are out of work you know you're worried about your businesses lots going on you're worried about staying alive staying healthy so i'm confident that um that in months, you know, hopefully before the next year is over, you'll fully understand this, and uh, and there will be efforts underway to uh, to to initiate this this major transition. And that's a great feeling. That's you know, because um, I was beginning to get a bit mired by um, considering where we are now you know and that nothing is happening so again it seems like it's a bit early to expect people to appreciate um the value of um feeling in addition to being free of future pandemics and the understanding the acknowledgement that uh in order to do that we're going to have to transition to cellular agriculture and again you know like to most people, this might seem, oh, this is a loss. You know, like, you know, we can't eat real animals anymore. Um, but, you know, as, as, it'll, it'll, as it will become apparent over these next months, um, the meat and dairy and eggs that we will be creating in labs from genuine you know, animal cells from, from pig cells, from chicken cells in ways that don't harm these animals at all. The meat we'll be producing from this new technology will be far healthier than the meat we get from animals. And it's probably not a, a, a difficult task to make these products far more delicious, to make them taste better, to make them healthier, free of the pathogens that, that are in, you know, for example, you can't, it's hard to buy meat that's not that's 100% uncontaminated by fecal matter and, and you know 
various forms of, of microbes that you really don't want in your meat. So, uh, so yeah, I think people will get that um, this isn't a sacrifice. This is like, this is um, a much healthier, you know, sustainable, of course, um, course for us. All right. So, um, with that in mind, then, you know, part of me is thinking that what, what am I, you know, what am I still doing these episodes for? I mean, like, you know, end the show, go on to the next show, whatever that might be. Um, maybe it's time. Maybe, um, no, no, because like, we need to address the morality you know politicians let you get away with this clerics let you get away with this business is completely unconcerned nobody's taking you to task for this immorality you know uh, nobody's asking you to consider this and the, and the reason it's important is because um our immorality extends beyond just um you know paying people to abuse and torture animals so we can pay uh you know, three quarters of, of the price we would pay otherwise. Um, you know, our, our immorality extends especially to, um, to our basically um, dismissing future generations. You know, you know our, our, our lack of action on climate change is like telling our kids, you know, if, if, you, if, if you had a kid, let's say, that was born in um, 2000, you know, by, by, by 2080, he's going to be 80 years old, and he will be feeling major, major dystopian effects from, from climate change. You know, so, so naturally, you'd be telling your, your grandkids, great-grandkids, um, listen, I'm sorry, we just don't care that much about you. You know, I know we pretend to, you know, I know we, we, we love you some, you know, while you're around, while we're around, but, you know, we're going to be gone and, and, uh, we just don't care enough about your, you know, our grandchildren, our great grandchildren to make the changes. That's the reality. And that's the challenge. This is, and again, this isn't just our immorality toward these animals. You know, we have a far, perhaps far greater immorality toward future generations. And um, now if I, if I, you know, change this show over to climate change, uh, you know, fewer people would, would be listening, would be watching. Because it's not an immediate threat, you know. Um, and, you know, there, part of this is, you know, a um, an extended exploration of this this principle of denial this principle that works within psychology wherein an individual who finds something too inconvenient unpleasant disagreeable to understand to accept turns their mind off about it you know denies it dismisses it and, uh, and that, you know, that, that to a great extent explains uh, 
the problem of, of, um, of paying people to abuse and torture animals. These factory farms, you know, that um, we just put it out of our mind. It doesn't exist. We don't pay attention to it. Um, and naturally, that, that strategy isn't um, inherently um, negative or bad. For example, like we're all going to die eventually, you know, but we don't keep it in our mind. Yeah, it's like, you know, we, we're in denial of that in a certain extent, which is, and that's kind of like a healthy denial. But, but to deny this, this, this egregious cruelty for which God is punishing us so clearly and so severely, I mean, actually it could be much worse, to deny um, our role in this, you know, that, that we're being so evil and causing so much pain for which we're being punished. That's, that's, a, that's a risky um, kind of denial. That's not a good denial. That's not a, a healthy, uh, helpful denial. So, um, so let's see. Um, all right, let's go over the basics again. Might as well. I mean, we started out with the morality today. Um, the only real way we have of preventing future pandemics is to stop farming animals, both factory farms and here in the United States, 99% of farming is factory farming, animal farming, and also family farming, not just in this country, but throughout the world. Otherwise, again, we live, live in, um, in dread of the next one. Um, and and you know, potentially not just in dread, but suffering the next one. Um, so we have a choice. We can either all go vegan. I don't think that's going to happen. It'd be great if it did. Um, or we can invest $50 billion to fast track this new cellular agriculture industry that emerged in 2013 and allows us to grow our meat and fish and dairy and eggs in labs in a way that's completely cruelty free. We're not paying people to abuse and torture animals in a way that protects us as much as anything can uh, from future pandemics. And, and, and if that protection was like 99 plus percent, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's essential. Being protected from pandemics like this is as simple as not having contact with wild animals. That's not so difficult. Naturally, we want to um, spend at least another $50 billion on these vaccines, universal vaccines. But, you know, again, theologically, I don't think God is going to allow us to, um, to succeed with that method that, that gives us a free pass to continue, you know, abusing and torturing tens of billions of farm animals every year. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so that's it, pretty much. You know, uh, we can emerge from this pandemic and dread or experience the next one or we can invest 50 billion dollars to fast track the industry so that instead of waiting 10 years or longer for these products to reach supermarkets they can very reasonably be in supermarkets in two three years and we'll have created a um uh, this is the part i like we'll have created a much much better world 
And yes, this is actually, no, this, so I'm, I'm remembering that uh, this is really my challenge. Your challenge is to get this, to, 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 to wake up, to open your eyes, to understand you know, your complicity in this, understand the facts that lie behind. You can't avoid this, okay? You can't wish it away. You can't economy away, economize it away, whatever. You can't, you know, this is like, you know, you have to, if you want to be safe from pandemics, stop abusing animals, torturing animals. So, but all right, so like, yeah, my challenge as you're doing that is, um, let me, this is a lot harder. I don't know why it should be. Um, I guess because the thoughts are a lot more personal and, and then people don't really um, think in these ways that much. But, but this, this, this could be the beginning of a much, much better world, much more compassionate, happier, healthier world for everyone. Um, and, I, and I've got to, you know, find, I, I, I have these, um, these ideas about it. I've thought about this. I've, I've expected this for decades. I mean, my work is about creating a better future, not necessarily a better, better present. You know, are there enough people working on that? So, um, but, you know, in terms of presenting it, you know, I guess I, I haven't done that yet. So, so I guess it's time. So let me, uh, let me think out loud. And, and, and try to come up with some um, useful um, ideas uh, in this regard. Let's say we, um, we invest this $50 billion. We close every factory farm in the world, every family farm. We stop farming animals, everybody in the world, in, including people who couldn't otherwise afford this meat that we have now. Is, is eating as much meat, fish, dairy, eggs as they want. You know, so we, we've achieved this, let's say it's three years from now. Um, and, and, you know, think of the, 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 um, the effort it will take. It's not just to invest in the technology and the research that, uh, research and development to bring these, scale these products up, you know, from, from laboratory conditions to, uh, to you know, mass market. It, it's also the political challenge of getting every nation on board. You know, getting everybody throughout the world to understand that no, this is necessary. There, there's no Plan B on this. Plan B is to like wait for the next pandemic to happen, and dread uh, that time while you're waiting. Um, see, I did it again. I'm kind of like, you know, threatening you. <laughs> Dire warnings. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's because I feel you need it. I mean, you, you got your very evil people. You really don't realize it, but like, you know, again, like you had the SS people, the Nazis, you know, they killed a lot of people, but in their situation, they would have been killed. Their family perhaps would have been killed if they disobeyed orders. Okay, you have no, you know, such threat hanging over you, you know, you just want to pay less for, for your meat and fish and dairy, you know? Um, and yeah, you probably shouldn't be, I've been a vegan for over 15 years now. I mean, like, you know, you'd probably be a lot healthier and uh, yeah, much better off if you stopped eating meat anyhow. But anyway, um, so yeah, so like, so what I, was, what I was trying to say, what I will hopefully say now is that um, 
this achievement will have the effect of awakening our collective conscience. You know, we have personal conscious consciences, you know, this personal sense of right and wrong, and then we have a collective sense, you know, I mean, you know, like, like we use to end slavery, to, to grant women the vote, to, um, to right a lot of social wrongs, you know, don't, we've done this before. So, but this would be on an unprecedented scale and with unprecedented swiftness. Um, and we'd succeed, let's say, in three years. I mean, imagine how we'll feel, you know, what we will have done. And, and imagine the organization that will have to happen to make this happen. And then imagine, like, once this organization is in place, there is nothing to prevent it from going on to the next problem, like perhaps the, the 50 million to 60 million abortions we have every year, or the close to a billion people on the planet that um, don't get enough to eat or have clean water, you know, this global poverty, um, or climate change. <laughs> you know, we, we will have, we'll have established the track record, the, uh, the infrastructure, the will to, uh, to face a, a daunting major challenge and, and organize to, to, uh, to meet it. That's, that would be the significance of, of, uh, of our seeing this pandemic and the transition from animal farming to cellular agriculture as, um, as the beginning of, of really a much, much more wonderful new world. That feels good to, to think about in that way. It really does. Um, so, all right, so like, you know, get involved in this, you know, if you haven't already done so, again, this is the 27th episode, you know, if you don't believe anything I say, just Google it, you know, go to Wiki, um, any epidemiologist will, will, will say, well, it's not a matter of, of if we're going to have a next pandemic, it's a matter of when. But they never, they never go into, or very rarely, go into the reason why that is. And the reason why that is, is because like under the status quo of, of continuing to farm animals, whether it's wet markets, and we have eight of them here in New York City, people don't realize, or standard factory farming or family farming, you know, unless we abandon those. Yeah, those epidemiologists are right. So, um, so, you know, if, if you understand this already, you know, it's, I think it's time to start talking about it. Um, I mean, ask your friends, so what do we, you know, what, what are our options? Do we really want this? Maybe it's not time yet. I, you know, I, I tend to like to rush things. I, yeah. But, um, all right, so instead of continuing to ask you to do stuff, let me continue to challenge myself. Um, Conscience is a muscle. You know, there's some of us, and I'm proud of this. I mean, I don't have a free will. It's not really my achievement, but I've devoted a great deal of time, decades, my God, to, to morality, to being good. 
you know, to try to end global poverty, to try to fight climate change, to try to make people happy, to try to people have people understand the nature, the true nature of reality, that, that you know, it's God wills, God's will that governs everything rather than a free will. And, and to understand how, you know, that understanding can be part of creating such a wonderful world. You know, I've, I've worked on my morality for, for decades. And uh, yeah, it's no accident that I'm a vegan, you know? It's no accident that I, that I, um, that I choose to devote my time to, to endeavors that, um, that will alleviate suffering and, uh, and create a better world. And so, you know, this would be a perfect opportunity to promote that kind of lifestyle. Right now, you know, we have a perverted lifestyle where, you know, it's, it's, it's the amount of money that you make, regardless of how you make it in, in many instances that, that determines your, your value you know, what you value. And, uh, you know, I think we're seeing where that kind of perspective leads us. Uh, so so for, for a world to be awakened to the importance of virtue, the importance of, of cultivating our conscience and, and getting better and better discerning, you know, what's right and wrong and, and, and summoning the will to do what's right and, and to not do what's wrong. You know, this is um, this is, I think, a, a necessary stage in our um, evolution as a species, because uh, we do have we're like adolescents. Um, you know, we have a lot of power. We have the power to destroy ourselves. You know, nuclear bombs, but we don't yet have the wisdom to the compassion to be good enough so that. Um, so that we don't destroy ourselves, you know, whether in a flash or over decades of pandemics and, and geopolitical warfare and, you know, the competition for resources. I mean, like, you know, civilization, you know, can crumble, you know. Um, so um, it is interesting how I tend to kind of like go, continue going to the, the negative um, fear-mongering. Well, I guess that I'm a product of our culture. That's what you see everywhere, you know, like that's what the media does. Like, they're scaring me with this, I'm scaring them with that. They're scaring you guys. But really, you, you know, I mean, I'm, no, I'm partly scaring you because like, you know, my God, the evil that you're doing, you know, every day, every time you eat a, a chicken and, and, and you know that it's not certified cruelty-free, you know, which, you know, what, 99% of the chickens out there aren't? I mean, yeah, it, it, it may be that, that, that you need this, this admonition. It may be that you're not ready for the message of how wonderful this world could be, you know, if you just start, you know, paying more attention to, um, to what you do and the consequences thereof. All right, we've got about four and a half minutes left. Um, yeah, now let me, let me move again to this optimistic message that, um, that it will be highly, highly unlikely that this transition doesn't happen very soon. Um, there was a New York Times 
podcast. Uh, the podcast is called The Daily. This was several months ago. Um, the New York Times science, science and health reporter Donald G. McNeil Jr. Uh, was interviewed, and he described how he interviewed you know, epidemiologists, different experts in, in these kinds of pandemics. And, um, and it's interesting, it's like the New York Times posted that video several months ago. It hasn't posted anything near as, 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 uh, as directly addressing our future as, as this one. Um, and you know, it's like McNeil said, McNeil Jr. said that, um, you know, this may go on for three, four years, you know, opening, closing, opening, closing. Um, so, so well, my point though, I'm not sure how I got into that again. Um, my point is that eventually you're going to get it, that you'll, you'll probably get it sooner than later. And in, in other words, like, you know, in six months or a year or maybe a year and a half, if we're that, you know, if we're being punished that severely, you know, you're going to say, my God, this has been so horrible that we, we will do anything that it takes to prevent this from ever happening again. And a lot of business people probably will feel that way. You know, business people who aren't ordinarily accustomed to want to pay for projects like this through taxes. You know, they're going to realize, well, you know, these taxes could save your next business. Um, and people will, you know, get that. And when they get that, they will start, you know, looking at this animal farming industry, which nobody's really doing right now. And they'll see how horrible it is, how horrible you've all been, 98% <laughs> of you who are involved, complicit in this. Um, and, and again, your, your conscience will be awakened. You'll have epiphanies. You'll be kinder to your spouses and children and friends. This will expand beyond this. And you will be amazed at how good we can make this world by some simple organization uh, uh, an expenditure of funds is that's one half of one percent is 50 billion dollars of what we're predicted to spend on this coronavirus pandemic you know we'll, you'll be amazed at how much we can do at such a relatively low cost all right minute left um catch this every monday through friday at 5 p.m on White Plains Community Media Channel 76 if you get Optimum, 45 if you get Verizon, and the episodes are all on the, um, on the web, on YouTube. Um, all right, I got my work cut out. I gotta like, I gotta turn this around. I gotta, you know, again, you, you may need to be, you know, this fire and brimstone stuff. You may need to be admonished, you know, in this tough love way, whatever, but, you know, I, I, I'd really, I'd, for my sake, too, because I don't like to do this. It's like a parent doesn't like to, you know, admonish their kids. So, but for my sake, I, I want, I hope I can start painting a much better picture of the positive, you know, side of all this, of how this is an opportunity for us to, to build a much, much better world for everyone. All right, thanks for watching, and I will see you tomorrow.